Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. But, Pastor, uh, about three or four weeks ago when Pastor Art and Joanne knew they were going to be out of town, uh, Pastor called us and asked if uh, I would minister on Sunday morning. And I said, okay, what do you... Is there something particular? He said, I want you to minister on thankfulness. And so as I began to hone in on a study of that area, as a teacher and knowing how I prepare and everything, you know, my method of study, um, what I want to share with you this morning is more, I want you to listen intently. I want you to be a student this morning. I want to show you some things that I believe are a different facet to thankfulness. Because anybody can just say thank you, right? In fact, usually most adults are fairly good about it. So it's not just that. You know, we have to tell our kids, what do you say, thank you, you know, and they'll come out with a thank you if if they got the candy or whatever it was they wanted. But it's almost like we have to force it out of them or kind of coerce them into that way. But thankfulness is a lifestyle. And we need to see an in-depth, more in-depth of that area as we live in, in these times that we live in. Because you see so much junk out there. You see horrendous things. I mean, even commercials are changing to, to show things that are of that antichrist spirit. And we can't be afraid of the term antichrist. It just means against the anointing. Okay, and it's already out there. It's always been there. Uh, but we see it more prevalent with social media, on television, and what's allowed. And as, as certain liberal people get into places of high places of corporations and, and places in government and thing like the, the, things like that, that we need to know how to combat this for our own lives. And thankfulness is a powerful way to do it. So... Can everyone here just at least say thank you? you. See how easy that was? That's nothing compared to scriptural thankfulness. I mean, I could hand you a dollar, Abraham, and you'd say, oh, thank you. But that's nothing compared to the the profoundness of what God intended through scriptural thankfulness. So we're going to go over to our text verse in 1 Thessalonians. And I'm going to read you a passage, and we're going to pull one of those verses out of there for the benefit of what we're talking about today. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and let's start at verse 12. And it says, I'm reading King James. King James is always my base um, Bible, but I always like to use other translations for you know, for different thoughts. But it says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. So far, so good. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good. There's a lot of places we could stop and preach here. 
ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves, which is us here today for our text, and to all men. So we're to be good to people that aren't of our body or aren't born again. We're just to be good people. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, here we go, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, concerning me. We'll come back to that. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, and abstain from all appearance of evil. Not abstain from evil, abstain from the appearance of evil. Well, good thing we're not preaching on that today. <laughs> Let's go back to verse 18. It says, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, a lot of times we, we, you know, I even have a couple coffee mugs at home. One says for the fall, you know, I change out my dishes. I'm one of those people. And one coffee mug says thankful and one says grateful. But there's a difference between thankful and grateful. And we're going to focus on the thankful today. But listen, listen to just what Webster says about thankful. It says, it is being conscious of the benefit received. Think about that. Conscious of the benefit received. When you're conscious of something, what does that mean? Aware. It's in your mind. It helps you make decisions. It, has, it determines how you act because you're conscious of something. Like, if I'm, uh, you know, me, I don't run upstairs anymore. I just go up carefully. So if I'm conscious there's some stairs there, I'm going to take my time, make sure I'm balanced, and walk up. If I'm conscious of a uh, red light, I'm going to stop. You know, things like that. So it's right there at the top, at the tip of your mind, and right there where, it, where you live. So thankfulness, being thankful, is the state of conscious of being conscious of the benefit you received. So see, we have to live in this place. We have to live in this place. It's not, it, thank, you don't become thankful just when someone gives you something and you say thank you. It's way more than that. It's a constant, it's a scriptural, it's a spiritual force. In fact, if you go on Brother Copeland's uh, website, there's a real good like five-page article right now on you know things you can use, verses you can use to minister to people at Thanksgiving and you know, especially if you have family that's unsaved, you can bring up these scriptures and, you know, like Steph said, you kind of frame the topic so that it's, you know, you don't start fights and, you know, all this stuff. So to be conscious of the benefit received, we're, we're grateful is more being appreciative of the benefits received, which we need both. But today we're going to talk about thankfulness. So thankfulness is the acknowledgement that God's got this. A situation arises, and then that spiritual force of thankfulness rises up and says, God's got this. And the acknowledgement comes by confession, but not confession like, oh, Jesus, or oh, my God, or OMG, you know, because you're in a hurry. See, we, we get into that mode sometimes because of how we live and what's out there. You know, the first thing that, you know, pops up in your head shouldn't be an emoji. 
you know, expressing how you feel. It shouldn't be. It should be the Word of God. It should be the utterance of His Word, which is the acknowledgement and the confession that God's got this, and that means so do you. You got this too. I got this too, because God's got this. And all I have to do in my thankfulness, spiritual force, be able to acknowledge and have the Word in me at such a level that that becomes the confession or the acknowledgement of why I'm thankful because a situation rises up and you say, thank you, Jesus, what do you actually mean? God's got this based on what word? That's thankfulness. Because if, if being thankful is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us, then we need to understand it a little deeper. Anytime it tells me that something's the will of God, like outright, it was bold, it was blatant, this is the will of God. I got to understand that. It's just like, you know, without faith, you can't please God. Oh, I got to pay attention. You know, I mean, we pay attention to everything, but you know what I'm talking about. It's very, it's very obvious, very clear right there. Thankfulness is the will of God. Whenever we understand a truth about the Bible, a truth of the things of God, the word of God, we also have to understand that there's an opposite to that. Okay, so... What is the opposite of thankful? Thankless. Right? Thankless. And we're going to read a verse later, but just keep that in a little side note right there. Being, when someone is thankless, it's a spiritual force also. It's a spiritual force. We'll go back to that. It's like I tell people, well, what's the opposite of awesome? Awful. <laughs> That's how I say it. There's, we say God is an awesome God. Yeah. Well, it's, the truth is parallel and the things of God and the, the opposite is, is that. And we have to understand, if we're not thankful, then we're thankless. Uh-huh. In the things of God, there's no gray. Right. There's no kind of sometimes, maybe, if I'm in a good mood or things are going right. No, uh-uh. It's opposites. And so to, be, to not be thankful is to be thankless. And we don't want to be thankless. And I'm not saying anyone in here is, because I, I don't know you, you know, per se, on your personal lives out there. There's very few people, we all know how each other lives. So look at Psalm 100 and verse 4. I'll read it out of the, oh, well, let me read it out of the King James. Let me go there real quick. Psalm 100. We're going to come back to Thessalonians, but I'm going to give you a couple other things. Psalm 100. Oh, look, a dollar popped up, my bookmarker. Okay, Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Enter into his gates. We don't have to bombard the gates. We can go right in, enter into his gates, but with thanksgiving... Into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his name. Now listen to this in the message translation. Right off the top, enter with the password, thank you. When you come to God, you enter. You have the password to enter, and it's thank you. It's thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him. Worship him. 
Imagine that. We have the password. That's why you don't have to bombard. Yeah. I know that there are some religions and denominations that say, you know, you have to play, pray really hard and you have to bombard and you got to pray tall and you got to pray long and it's all like forcing. It's like pushing it through and it takes it out of, away from the spiritual life that you're meant to live yes. with ease. Because yeah. when you become a thankful person, it's easy. Yes. It's easy. Yes. You know, um, I have this little scenario, but most of you know my dad passed away on the 8th. And right before he passed, or right after he passed, my son went and bought gift cards to thank the nurses that were taking care of him. And I didn't know until after. But they were like taken back, like, he asked if he could talk to them. They go, what do you need? And they were like, you know, stand by the door. <laughs> um, and he said, I just want to thank you because that's my grandpa. And you took care of him. And they knew we were believers. We were worshiping. We were praying, you know. And uh, those are good testimonies. That thankfulness comes with an aspect of generosity. Yes. Especially in this season that we're in, you know. It comes with an aspect of generosity. How could I go... You know, if I don't do something good, do good, like I, I said earlier, beyond me, beyond my family, right. then I don't, I, don't have, I don't have the concept right. I don't have the understanding right. of what God intended. It's not just us. It's for others that we have this lifestyle and this access. So we have the password to go right in. And that password is the thankfulness of our heart, that every morning when we wake up, we must say thank you yeah. to him. And it's not just like, you know, he gave me a dollar. I say thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm a grown woman. You know, a dollar's nice, but bless me now. <laughs> when, you're, when you're one or two and you get the dollar, hey, look what I got, you know. But we grow. We grow. I've said it before, you know, my grandkids, they're like, they, their minimum is like 20 now, you know. And that's all the way to, down to the baby, you know. Um. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it's all relative. Let's read 1 Thessalonians 5.18 in the Message Translation. It says, Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. It's the will of God for you to thank Him no matter what happens. Yeah. We're going to... Side note on that, okay? Hold that one there. We're going to get back to it. I don't want anybody concluding right there. Don't put a period there. Thank God no matter what happens, this is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. So, like I said, when something happens, we can't just eat, you know, freak out. I mean, I've seen it all, ladies and gentlemen. We've seen things in the ministry where people literally freak out, for lack of a better term. They curse the Lord. I mean, they curse the situation. Curse Pastor Art and Joanne. I mean, there's a lot of things that have gone on. That person doesn't have a thankful heart. They don't have that relationship of thanksgiving with the Lord. There's always something to thank God about. Always. Always something to thank Him for. Amen. So thank God no matter what happens. The Amplified Bible says it this way. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances... Be thankful and continually give thanks to God. Continually. Like I said, it's a lifestyle. It goes on, not just during Thanksgiving, you know. 
Like, it doesn't end Thursday, next Thursday. And then, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, oh, we don't have to be thankful. It's, it's part of our life. Amen. It's so tied in with our praise, see? It's what allows you to praise. The thankfulness is, it produces the praise. Yes. And it's not about what happened, what you have, what you don't have. It, it's about who he is and what he's done. You know, worst case, you die and go to heaven. That's the worst case. I've just laid it out, so don't think about it. It's worst case. Worst case. <laughs> I know it sounds cold, but pretty much that's it. Be thankful. I know there's a lot involved. I'm, I'm not being disrespectful, but um, you understand what I'm saying. Be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. The Whitecliffe Bible says it this way. In all things, do ye thankings. I've never heard of that one until I read that verse in the Whitecliffe. Do ye thankings. What's a thanking? An act of being thankful. I just made that up, but that, you know what I'm saying. Right? I've never heard of a thanking. But that's what it is. In all things, do ye thankings. In all things. Yeah. I get to church, I see Victoria, and I say, oh, thank God she's here. Yeah. I'm blessed. Thank God. Thank God you're here today. You know, thank God pastors aren't doing got to take a vacation. Yeah. Thank God for that. You know, that God provided, and, and they're out there doing that. And thank God I'll get a vacation. Amen. Yeah. So in all things, do ye thankings. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus in all of you. I said earlier, only a child has to be forced to say thank you. Because that's the way that the childlikeness doesn't understand because they haven't matured and they don't have the revelation and the understanding of what God's done for them, all that he's provided. Yeah. Now, we're building up to something here, okay? We're going we're gonna to break it down a little bit with some more word. You give thanks with your words, your tithe and offering, and your service. That's how, that's one, those are some ways to give thanks. With your words, with your tithing and your offering, with your service to the ministry. That's all. I come here and I'm thankful. So I'm going to do something. I mean, you know, and I, you know, some of you might think I'd be kind of belabor this issue, but this is the season of my life that I'm in, grandkids. And they, I got to watch it because there's nothing. Nothing they'd ask that I wouldn't try to ha- make happen for them. Because they're, they're good, they're thankful, they're appreciative. They choose to spend time with us. That's a thankfulness right there. I appreciate when my son and daughter-in-law drive up from Laguna Hills Friday and just spent five or six hours just sitting around talking and take us out to eat. And You know, they spent time. That's thankfulness, see. They showed thankfulness to us as their parents. I spend time with God because I'm thankful. I spend time with you because I thank God what he's done for you, what he's doing for us, that he assigned us, according to 1 Corinthians 12, 18, to this body. I thank God for that. When I pray for my pastor, I thank God for him because he has this supply for my life because he assigned me here, according to his word. And we need to, that's why it's so important that you, you know who your pastor is. Thank God. So you thank your heavenly father verbally with the word. When I say the word, I mean some verses. Okay, I'm breaking it down here. It's elementary today, but it's good. 
Thank your heavenly father verbally with the word. In the situation, not for the situation. I don't thank God that I got a flat tire. Oh, God, thank you. I got a flat tire. I feel so special. (laughs) Father, I thank you that I've grown. And I have an auto club because I could pay for auto club. Or, Father, I thank you I have a spare because I could afford the spare. I paid for the spare. Because there might have been a time you couldn't pay for auto club. There might have been a time you didn't have a spare. But, Father, I thank you. I've grown and you provided. And now I can call auto club. That flat tire don't bother me. I'll just sit here and read or listen while they're coming and fixing it for me. It's shallow, honey, but it should drive the point home. We got to learn to be thankful. You know, there was a a time in Ed in my life that I couldn't pay auto club. So when I have auto club now and I got the premium, oh man, I'm rolling. Sometimes I I let it fall out of my wallet so other people could see that I got. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm Jesus. Lord knows. My dad, when my dad came back from Korea, he said that I had a hard time calling him dad because he was gone for a while and that type of thing. He goes, but as soon as you saw the credit cards fall out of my wallet, it was daddy, daddy. (laughs) He used to make, you know, kid me about that, but it's pretty accurate. (laughs) So thank your heavenly father verbally with the word in the situation, not for the situation. When you're facing a financial need, I don't thank him that I have the financial need. Father, I thank you that you promised to provide for me. That you supply my needs according to, not my standard, not my wallet, not my checkbook, but according to your riches and glory. See, that's where he operates from. He doesn't operate from us. He operates from his realm. And that thankfulness becomes a connection to make it happen, to make it manifest, because we thank him verbally with the word. It's just like when Jesus, in the Gospels, if you'll notice when Jesus would come to the disciples after he had been away or he had been preaching and all this, he said, I'm giving you these sayings. Okay, well, what is a saying? It's something to say. It's something to say. And the only way we could continue them on and make them continue to live is to say them. Mark eleven twenty three and 24. I say to this mountain, that's a saying. It must be said in order to have that impact. We're all learning this better and better, more and more every day. But see, thankfulness puts you in that posture to respond with the right, the right way, the scriptural way. So we thank God verbally with the word in the situation, not for the situation. Never thank God for a situation that happened. You thank him in it. Because then when you do, you'll start to take out what you need. And and you'll understand how to handle it. It'll start to come to you. It'll rise up in you. This is the way we're supposed to live. Father, when? What time? Don't move, don't jump at it. Wait a little bit. Hold back. Go now. Go left. Go right. Those, all those things 
is how God wants to lead us and guide us. And when we're thankful, it's just much easier. You know, I, I think this applies here, but I was going to minister one day and I started thinking about how, what a different atmosphere Christmas Day morning would have if all we talked about is what we did not get for Christmas. We don't do that, right? What do we talk about? What we got. We show it. We try it on. We talk about it. Who talks about what they didn't get? Who does? Sometimes the kids do. The little ones. Yeah. The ones that we have to force to say thank you. Yeah. But think about that. Think about the different atmosphere, the conversations that would be going on throughout the house. What didn't you get? I got a list of what I didn't get. We don't do that. I don't think so. I mean, I didn't even think of that when I wrote this one down. A thankful attitude, a thankful heart, and a thankful lifestyle will keep you off the naughty list. It's a good one for right now. You've got to stay off the naughty list. <laughs> Romans one twenty one in King James Version says this. And keep, I'm going to say this first before we read it. But keep in mind that just like thankfulness has results, thanklessness has results. And Romans 1.21 says, Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. So they were thankless. It says, But became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, because they were not thankful. Versus, if you're thankful, your, your thankful heart will cause you to be enlightened. You will not be darkened. Your heart will not be darkened. Thanklessness causes a darkened heart. You live that way. You start to live that way. It could create an attitude. But thankfulness creates the enlightenment. God's able to show you. He's able to lead you. He's able to guide you. He's able to reveal to you. He's able, and when he can lead you and guide you, he can prosper you. Because, and just like pastors say, you know, God's never going to counterfeit out of heaven. So the prosperity has to come through this system, so to speak. We've got to learn to work the system with our scripturality, our spirituality, and our scripturality. See what I'm saying? We've got to learn to do it. We've got to understand what our giftings are. We've got to understand who we are, where we are, why we're where we are, where we need to be. And while all the time maintaining this thankfulness so that your heart, my heart, our lives can be enlightened to increase, to prosper, so that we can continue to be good, so that we we can continue to minister and to reach out and accomplish the things that God has told us to accomplish. When I was visiting my dad in the hospital recently, uh, I went to push the button to go into intensive care, and they said, who are you here to see? I said, Ernest Leva. And it was me and a couple of the family members. And then there was a, a group behind us, the family, and when I turned back to talk to one of my family members, they said, did you see Ernest Leva? And I said, yes. They, and then a, a woman says, that's my dad's name. And just kiddingly, I go, sister? <laughs> but, you know, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but 
it turned out there, you know, Leva's not a common name, and um, so we talked more. And then when we were in the lobby waiting room and all that, you know, uh, we talked more. And then one day, one morning, I got there like the next morning, and she was in there and she by herself. She walked in by herself and she was crying. And I'm sitting on the opposite side, and I told her, I'm I'm compelled. I got up, went over there, and my dad's a couple days from passing, you know, but. I know where my dad was going. I know he ran his course. He ran his race. He finished the fight. And I saw her need greater. It's her husband. It's, uh, he's probably in his late 40s, 50s. And she was distraught. So I went over there. I said, can I pray with you? She goes, yes. I go, do you know Jesus? I asked her, does your husband know Jesus? And, of course, right away I offered Ed to go in and minister to her husband, you know. Um, and she let me pray with her. And she, it, the peace of God just came on her and, so later that night, there's like 40 chairs in there, and we're, we have like half of them, maybe all of them, I don't know. I'm sitting over in one corner, and I see her sister like walking over to me, just staring at me. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And she came up, and she threw her arms around me, and she said, thank you. Thank you so much for praying with my sister. I go, hey, we're family, you know, teasing her, and the sister after that was at peace. But Ed says, wow, he goes, she was like, she had her eyes locked on you. She was just coming straight at you. I go, yeah, I know. I was glad you were standing right there. But, you know, but it was, it was interesting. But when she grabbed me, like if she had known me and we hadn't seen each other in a long time, it was, it was the love of God. And me thanking God, you know, where I, what I was dealing with, I could handle it. It wasn't pleasant. It never is. But to go above and beyond, I saw what God could do, and I was thankful, and they were thankful. And that's all she could say was, thank you, thank you. But let's read Romans one twenty one. Because that when they knew God, well, I already read it, I'm going to reread it and then read another amplified. They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. In other words, instead of having thankfulness at the at the consciousness level of their life they exchanged it for vain imaginations by being thankless see and we got to we got to watch ourselves what what am i thinking about when you know what comes up first what comes to my mind and their foolish heart was darkened the amplified bible says it this way for even though they knew god as the creator they did not honor him as god or give thanks. So when we don't thank God, when we're thankless, we don't honor God. We acknowledge he exists and that he's the creator. The Bible says the devils believe in God and tremble. But they're not saved. They don't honor God. So it, it's not about just saying, oh yeah, I believe, God. I believe in God. That's not enough. That's not enough. It's about the lifestyle. So they did not honor God or give him thanks for his wondrous creation. On the contrary... They became worthless in their thinking, godless with pointless reasonings and silly speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Now, we see a lot of this going on today. We see it in people that profess to be Christians because they say, yeah, I believe in God, but the lifestyle is not there. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I'm, I'm looking at the word. And we have to be able to understand. 
that when we thank God and honor him, his word is in us. In fact, you know, we are, I, I read once, one time in, I believe, the book of Peter, it says that we're the diminutive oracle. We're the, like the small Jesus preaching because of the word in us. See, we're born again by the word of God which lives and abides forever. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be taken from us. And it will not corrupt. It's incorruptible. And it's that same word reproducing in us all the time. So we get better and better at being thankful. We get better and better at walking in health and lifestyle. and We get better and better in, in allowing God to meet our needs and to operate in the peace of God. We should be getting better and better, growing and growing, strength to strength, glory to glory, faith to faith, all that. It's always constant in us. But see, there's people that just acknowledge him, but they become worthless in their thinking, godless with pointless reasonings. Pointless reasonings. Watch the news and you'll hear pointless reasonings. And silly speculations. The assumptions that are out there. And they try to make it sound like it's gospel, like it's truth, like it's verifiable. The only thing that's verifiable is the infallible word of God. Their foolish hearts are darkened. I wrote this down. This is what the Lord ministered to me. That a thankful lifestyle, a thankful heart will protect you. It'll protect you. It keeps you from getting cold and calloused. It keeps you from hardening your heart in situations. You know, we had a situation one time where someone in our church passed away and the spouse basically totally backslid, blamed God. And uh, then we had another person that had passed away and all the wife wanted to do was worship the Lord because she knew he, you know, he had gone. Where he went, he went to heaven. Somebody guarded, somebody didn't. Somebody had the relationship of thankfulness. Not everyone does. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 2 says in King James, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Okay? This, this verse was written a long time ago. So there was last days. There's been last days for a long time. But nevertheless, this is accurate today. In the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, Blasphemers, disobedient to parents. That's a, that's a sign of perilous times. And it's not that every day, oh, I don't feel like doing my homework, I don't want to get up yet. It's not that. It's talking about outright disobedience. Outright, like, um, what do I say, like uh, protesting. You know, you, you're, you don't need your parent. I'm going to divorce you, you know, parent, and I'm leaving and all this stuff. But listen to the next word. It says there'll be people that are unthankful. In the last days, perilous times shall come, and one of the indicators are the people that are unthankful. Wow. That's like not a happy verse. (laughs) But it tells us a lot about who we are and what we need to be because we're not in that category. Yeah, the, the, the same last days, the same perilous times are here. But we're thankful people. And therefore, we can thank God in every situation, not for the situation, and come through. Amen. Look at Colossians 3, uh, verse 15. The Amplified Bible says it this way. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm 
of one who walks daily with him. Now when we have the peace of Christ dwelling in us and rising up in us, us, the inner calm walks daily with us because it's in him. Be the controlling factor in your hearts. Be the controlling factor in your hearts. Deciding and settling questions that arise. When things happen, don't run all over asking everyone what they think. And don't let them stroke you, your emotions, your mind. Don't get all the, you know, turn on all the news channels to see what you think, what bears witness, so to speak. And No, don't do that. Let the peace of God rise up and help you settle it. To this peace indeed you were called as members in one body of believers. And be ye thankful to God always. And in this text, when we're thankful to God always, we're going to allow the peace of God to rise up in us so that we can deal with life's affairs. And can, see, it's not just for handling bad situations. Thankfulness, the peace of God, all this is to further our future. Yes. I'm not just trying to help, help you with something today. It's to all of us to further our future wherever we're going, whatever we're doing. Some of you are, are in school. You need to know what college should I go to. Some of you are wanting to change your career. The peace of God rises up and it will help you because you have a thankful heart because you acknowledge him in all his ways and he gives understanding according to Psalm. And so you go from there and you're led and you're not, you know, you're not uh, guided by people's opinion, your horoscope, uh, whatever those things people look at nowadays. I don't even know. But that's not the way it is. You're not led that way. You're led by your prayer time, your worship time, your thankfulness time. And then God leads you and guides you and you you know what to do. And it doesn't have to be like anybody else. You don't have to say, God, I don't know anybody else doing this. Well, good. Then it's just you. Or this this is what works for me. You know, people ask Ed and I all the time. It's weird now that I think about it. But, oh, are you retired? And I tell them, don't let his silver hair fool you, you know. (laughs) Because... We don't discuss retirement like, oh, we're just going to shut down and go on vacation all the time. We, have, we seek the Lord. Yeah. What is it you want from us? Where are we to be? What are we to do? Because it's important. Mm-hmm. See, re, re, there's no, like, retirement in the Bible. No. There's no retirement. There's refire. Yeah. There's when you go to that next level, that next season, that next phase in your life yeah. or ministry or what God has for you. I mean, I live differently now than I did when I was 30 and 40. I'm not chasing kids around and, you know, doing all that. Um, When I was 40, Ed was running for Congress. We used to put in 18-hour days for, like, months, 18-hour days campaigning. Now I'll be like, I ain't going. (laughs) I'm in bed at 10, you know, sleep till 6 or 7, you know. (laughs) That's what I need now. And I don't have guilt over it. I, I need to do what I need to do so that I could further, so that I could stand here and bless you, so that I might talk with one of you ladies and be able to encourage you because I've been through some stuff. Pastor, I one time, he says, well, you know, you're a seasoned woman now. I go, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> I used to look up to seasoned women. <laughs> I'd rather be spicy than seasoned. but <laughs> See, this is what it's about. See, it's the growth, and it's protecting it so that we can do it properly. Philippians 4, 6, you got this on your text from Pastor Art this morning. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. With 
thanksgiving. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. It has to be together. It has to be with it. Amplified Bible says, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. We get to that level of, of having that thankful heart, and you can be, you're not, you're bold enough, see? You've grown to the point where you're bold enough to be specific with God. There's times, you know, Ed's asked me, oh, would you want one of those? No. No. It's nice, but no. This is what I want. (laughs) This is, well, not just from him, but, you know. You know what I'm saying? In our marriage, we're at that point. Like one time when we first got married, I'll tell you this funny story. It was our first Christmas together, and he you know, he wanted to surprise me, so he brings this big box out. It's wrapped with a beautiful bow. He had pick, went out and picked a dress for me. And, you know, I opened it, and I took the top of the box off, and I kind of picked it up, and I guess he could tell, like, I didn't like it. <laughs> and we're just, we're just married. I don't want him to get offended. And, I mean, it could have been a bedspread. It had these, it had these big, giant flowers on it, and... I can't, I can't help but stuff. I like what I like, and I don't like what I don't like. So um, I just said thank you, you know, for going out and getting it and going through all that. Went to one of my favorite stores at the time, and oh, so I said, I'll tell you what. I go, let's make a deal. I pick my dresses. <laughs> but you go with me, and you tell me if you like it too or not. And so we worked it out. And 40 years later, you know, we're still, pick, we're still picking dresses together. But, you know, I have no problem being specific with my husband or my kids. Why should I have a problem being specific with the Lord? But, you know, you have to have the confidence to do that in your relationship with him. And you don't go there like, uh, you have to have the confidence in that relationship so that you don't go there saying, Lord, I know I haven't got back to you on that other thing that I'm still asked you for, but now I need this too. And you're just, that's all it is. That's all it is. It's, it's you spending time with him. It's you thanking him. Yeah. It's you growing with him so that you can have that confidence to be specific. I like how, how this verse says it. Continue to make your specific requests known to God. In the Living Bible, this verse says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for his answers. What are his answers? The word. The word. You go to the word. You thank him. He opens up the verses to you. You become enlightened and you build and build and build and you become more solid and more solid. I know what it's like. I, when I became a Christian, I, I got saved many times in the beginning before I started getting the word. I got water baptized two, three times. I mean, I wanted to make sure, you know. I understand, but I, I won't get water baptized anymore, you know, because I know it, it's done. And I know who I am in Christ, and I know my relationship with him. And in order to thank him for his answers, you must know what they are. You, you can know the answer ahead of time. And then he'll just reveal it. Yep. This, is, this is the one for you. Yep. It's an open book test. Amen. It's an open book situation. Amen. That's the way it is, see? You, you can't fail. 
You cannot fail. You fail? Okay, something's really wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean that mean, but <laughs> you won't fail. Let's just put it that way. So how, how can you ask him or thank him if you don't know what the answers are? You do know. You do know. Father, there's a situation, and I said one earlier about finances and, and provision. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name, no matter what it looks like, I'm healthy, well, strong. According to Exodus 23:25, if I worship you in my bread and water, you would take sickness and disease from the midst of me. In Jesus' name, I worship you in my bread and water. I don't just bite into the cheeseburger. I don't just jump in. I recognize that you created me to need nutrition. And Father, I thank you. And you, hold, you go to the word and you bring the word to him. That's how you thank him with the word. That's how you have the answers. I'm almost done here. I want to read you something from Brother Copeland. It's a quote of his. It says, Praise and thanksgiving are powerful spiritual weapons that come from highly developed faith. And they are often the final step before receiving from God. Think of that ought to get us excited. Ooh, we'll become better thankfulers. If we knew it's, it's the almost often the final step before receiving from God, they are sure signs that you have faith in his word. See, thankfulness is a sure sign that you have faith in the word of God. Yeah. It's a sure sign Amen. that and that you have eradicated all unbelief. Eradicated unbelief. If there's no place in you for unbelief. You've eradicated it. You clean closet. And that you have fixed your mind solely on his word. That's a powerful place to be. Brother Copeland shared that. That's powerful. Yeah. And I want to say this to you. At Thanksgiving, you know, oftentimes we set our tables with centerpieces. They're called cornucopias. They represent abundance, prosperity. Amen. And you can read them. Google it. And at the same time, or I should say, but at the same time, we should be centerpiecing our lives with scriptural thanksgiving. I'm read it again. I thought that was pretty good. It's so good it's on a post-it because I just wrote it this morning. At Thanksgiving, we set our tables with centerpieces called cornucopias. But at the same time, we should be centerpiecing our lives with scriptural thanksgiving. Think about that. When you put a centerpiece on a table, you design around it. And people come to it. And that's whatever's in the middle should represent what's going on. And so when we centerpiece our lives with thanksgiving, that means everything else around it should flow. We, we, we decide what's going on. We decide. We decide. Don't let circumstances decide for you. Listen, I need this too. We cannot let circumstances decide for us. We can't allow the world to decide for us. We can't allow any, any outside realm of the, of the Word of God to decide things for us in our lives. We decide. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.